Greetings, and today we have the pleasure of sharing with you our 18th Costa Rica Pura Vida Lifestyle Podcast Series episode that deals with the daily life in Costa Rica and the so many questions that arise when thinking about moving here, visiting for a while, how one acquires their legal status, etc., etc. Becoming a resident of Costa Rica is indeed an involved process. More and more individuals and families are thinking about it now, and they're actually starting the process as well. Many people are moving to Costa Rica this year. There seems to be so much stress and a need for change in the lives of many all over the world. And Costa Rica seems to be that Pura Vida lifestyle oasis, a land of tranquility, an easy, laid-back life, and a strong desire for a more sane and peaceful life for all who care to make it happen. Today and throughout the coming months, I'm going to be spending some time with Kevin McNamee, who is the representative for Costa Rica Immigration and Moving Experts. He and his team have helped hundreds of people in acquiring their legal status and everything that's involved with the process for many, many years. He's an expert, a professional, and a perfectionist when it comes to his business, and I'm so happy to have him here with us today. We are recording a series of Q&A type episodes, and each episode is going to address and answer a few questions regarding the residency process, what you can expect when living in Costa Rica, and so many other topics that should cover just about every question you have about the daily life that you're going to experience here in paradise. You're going to learn about how, excuse me, how to begin the residency process how the entire procedure works, the time frames involved, and so much more. And just as important, you're going to meet a new friend in Kevin who will indeed have your best interest at hand when you allow him to work hard for you. One of his clients told me that it's like hiring someone to build a new home. Kevin and his team, they just simply roll up their sleeves. They don't waste any time in tackling the task at hand, which benefits you, getting you and your family ready to enjoy Costa Rica for the rest of your lives. Kevin, I say welcome to you for the 18th time, and we appreciate your spending a few minutes with all of us explaining what you know and what we need to know about Costa Rica. Well, thank you, Skip. Yes, I, I believe it has been 18 times that you've said hello, and uh, hopefully there'll be many more times to have a, a chat with you and, and our prospects or the people that are interested in moving to Costa Rica? Well, there will indeed. I have a file full of questions. Kevin, in our first 17 episodes, we discussed your personal history here in Costa Rica and how you got started in the residency business. We touched on many other important points as well. We reviewed the three main types of statuses and how one determines what status to pursue and why you even need to do this legal status thing in the first place. And we went through some of the necessary things to think about, how to start a bank account, does one need to learn Spanish, and so much more. And there's so many questions that come up in the course of learning more about a country that they may live in for the rest of their lives. And as we've said before, there's no silly or stupid questions, and we certainly hope we don't get any silly or stupid answers from you, and we appreciate your thoughtful answers to the simplest of questions that we're going to ask of you today. So we're here with our listeners, and if you're ready to get started, let's roll with it. Fire away, my friend. Okay, uh, Kevin, we're going we're gonna to talk about uh, applications for your paperwork. When one submits an application to immigration, 
can they get their original documents back from immigration after they've inspected them? Yes, the, the operative word you just mentioned is when they submit the paperwork, if they're using a firm like ours, we do all that application process ourselves on their behalf. Now, the question being, can they get the original documents back? You can if you are applying for pensionado or rentista status. At the moment, if you are a resident investor, the original documents had to go physically to immigration. Why? Because they just are not prepared to accept documentation electronically yet as a investor. So what we do is we scan the documents you give us after we have them translated, and then we submit them upon, believe it or not, permission from immigration to submit them. They review them and they come back and say, okay, proceed with the balance of the paperwork. So your birth certificate, for example, your marriage certificate, your FBI report, et cetera, et cetera. All these documents, which we had to or have had to retain in our office are certainly available back to the client if they want them. We have to ask them to sign receipt of those documents so that if on the rare, rare case, immigration says we need to see Patty Smith's uh, uh, FBI report, then we contact the client to say, whatever reason they need to see your FBI report or your birth certificate, the original, et cetera, et cetera. Yes, the answer is you can get them if you're a pension, if you apply for pensionado or rentista status. Well, great. And Kevin, to go along with that, why do so many of the documents we required by immigration have to be copied and notarized by an attorney? That sort of segues into the from the previous question to the new question here, the last, the most recent question. Picture the fact that the the immigration officer that is going to be looking at the paperwork says, "Huh, there's a there's a uh, I'm just going to pick up a, a piece of paper, a FBI report." And a sign with there's a copy made in Spanish, and that's that's all right because now this in Spanish we can accept it, except we don't know who is submitting that. So our man has to have a request from the client to act on their behalf, and the lawyer notarizes that piece of paper, allowing David to our man David to make the application. Same with the Almost, almost every document and such, the the applicant must must uh, agree to acknowledge that there is a responsibility with the immigration application. In other words, they know what they're they have to formally admit or know that they are the ones that are making the application. And that's strangely enough when I say they, they're doing the application, but immigration needs to know that there is a sober person in between them, the application people at, at, the, uh, at the source and the immigration department at the, where the 
documents are going to be deposited. And the only person that can do that and, rec and is recognized by both parties is a notary. And all notaries in Costa Rica are lawyers. So our lawyer does, is both. So he notarizes five different documents that has to be submitted on behalf of the client by David, who has also had a notarized document showing that he can make the the deposit of the paperwork. Convoluted, but it's uh, but it it, it works. It's a, it's a better system than David or any individual standing in line for four or five hours to get the paperwork submitted or to have them rejected because something was missing or something was smudged or so. So it's a uh, it's uh, it, the cost is minimal, but it's a heck of a lot better system. And hopefully, immigration will soon include investor status in that in that apparatus in that system. But right now, uh, we're, we're we feel, find very blessed to be able to sign present uh, doc, doc documents that are notarized. These are all very good questions, and thank you so much for the answer. Here's another and very and very uh, convoluted answers. I'm afraid. Sorry. <laughs> Not a problem. Uh, here's another question that was just submitted. Why do we have to obtain a report from the National Police Force of our home country? Our friend who has lived here for years, of course, lived in Costa Rica, advises that a letter from our local police department in our hometown is all that is needed. And you know what? He was right. But the operative word is was. Things change. They found too many people when they were anticipating moving to Costa Rica, used an address that they had four years ago. In the interim, there was a um, a charge or a, a problem with the police or whatever, and that would not be noticed, uh, would be overlooked because the immigration here would consider the reported address as being the correct address. Now with the National Police Force. Now that's FBI in the U.S. or RCMP in in Canada, and every country has a National Police Force. They they want to know from day one to the day you make your application what your your legal history has been. So this friend of a friend is correct, but like so often, it's outdated. After he after he got his cedula. He probably has kept abreast of what the requirements are. So he's telling them correctly from his perspective, but his perspective is incorrect. And it's a reoccurring problem, folks. The uh, misinformation is alive and well in Costa Rica. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, bad information out there. And I noticed on one of the pages on your website, you point that out. It's just so important to get the correct information, because if you don't, you can make a decision based on uh, something that's outdated. And that could really be not only expensive, but dangerous, as your website says. Well, yeah, exactly. It's counterproductive because you're wasting their time and yours and, and incidentally ours. But the fact is, immigration's got memories. They, uh, they, they don't brook any arguments about whether they're right or wrong. They are right from their perspective. You can appeal 
legally appeal, but uh, why not just do it right the first time? Absolutely. My grandmother used to tell me that all the time. If we do it right the first time, Kevin, here's another yeah. question for you. Uh, what is the reason for having to deposit so much money with the government after they approve our application for a legal status? And can I ever get that money back? Yes, you can get that money back if you leave. Okay. But in reality, what it is, it's a security deposit. It doesn't sound like much, but all the people that have moved here, if if they run afoul of the government and have to leave and they have no money, then the government puts the bill. And they're too pragmatic to put the bill for too many, very many people. So what you do is you put down your $200 security deposit, really just uh, a proof that when you become, if you became persona non grata, they'll say, okay, Fred, let's go. You're off to the airport. You're going back to Timbuktu. And here's your ticket, third class ticket, if it may be. But the fact is, it's no, it's no cost to the government to move you back. In reality, it, it's a tax in reality because what the Costa Rican government, of course, do, does is they convert that US dollars into colonies immediately because they deal in colonies internally and over the years the colony devaluates so that you're i'm just going to say hundred dollar deposit two hundred dollar deposit uh devalues because it's in colonies so the per person says okay i've been forced to go back home so i'm going to ask for my two hundred dollars back you have to give it to them colonies and it comes to a grand total of thirty three thousand colonies and they're aghast and shook up it's treated treated as a tax and, and forget it that's simple as that you can apply you can apply for uh getting it back if you leave voluntarily it's not worth the aggravation well that uh, that segues into our last question is it better to keep our money in dollars or should we convert it to colonies the country would love you to see you convert it into colonies but to be realistic, it just does not work. I'll just give you off the hand, about 30 years ago, if a person came down here with $100 converted into colonies, they got 12,000 colonies. Now, if they convert 12,000 colonies back to US today, they would get, what, uh, $8, $6, whatever. So no, it's not a question. Do not ever convert the money into colonies, expecting that you can live on their 12% interest rate that they produce because the evaluation takes about 50% of that, inflation takes the other half. So keep it in dollars, definitely, says Kevin. Well, if Kevin says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to believe it because so far you've been right in just about every question we've we've talk to you about and Kevin it's been a pleasure we're going to stop right there because of time constraints and folks we've posted Kevin's contact information and his website address and I urge you to follow up with him through his contact us page on his website I'm also going to post today's recording of our Q&A session on the website as well and when you're ready to have all of your questions answered Kevin and his team they're standing by 
They're ready to get started with your pathway to a new life in one of the happiest countries on the planet. And by the way, if you haven't already, be sure to listen to our first 17 conversations with Kevin regarding residency and everything else about Costa Rica. Again, all the links are posted at the bottom of his homepage on the website, Costa Rica Immigration and Moving Experts.com. That's Costa Rica Immigration and Moving Experts.com. And if you like what you've heard today, why not share our QA session link with your family and friends? We love to share our knowledge with everyone who gets anything out of it, and we'd appreciate your helping us get the information out there. Finally, if you come up with any specific questions or topics that uh, you'd like Kevin to cover, let us know. Send your request to my email address at Costa Rica Good News at gmail.com. And thanks to everyone who has sent questions. We have over 100 of them right now, and it's going to keep us busy for a long, long time. And that's a benefit to everybody involved. Kevin, thanks again. We'll see you soon for our next conversation together talking about everything you need to know about acquiring your legal status here in Costa Rica and so much more. Very enjoyable, my friend. Thanks for the invite and look forward to our next one. My pleasure, Kevin. Thank you.